Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. One man's trash is another man's treasure. So a couple of weeks ago, we fooled Don McLean. We didn't tell her what we were going to talk about. This week, it's John's turn. And uh, John, uh, we are leading up to something that I think you will find fascinating. But um, to start it out, there's a, a, there's a week-long period every spring in Crystal, Minnesota, called, uh, and it's a really catchy name, the Bulky Waste Curbside Cleanup. <laughs> it, in the city of Crystal. Uh, and it's actually running right now, May 28th through April 7th. Basically, uh, the Hennepin Recycling Group will pick up just about anything that you put on the curb. It's called bulky waste cleanup. And uh, that means if you've got something sitting around the house that the trash wouldn't take normally, you throw it out there. The only things you can't do is uh, TVs, electronics, tires. You, everybody knows you got to burn tires. That's oh, yeah, the only way to get rid of tires. Uh, paints, you, you pour that down the drain. And all chemicals, they just go right out in the yard. Um, so they won't pick those up. What if I don't live in Crystal and I have some things to get rid of, but in the night I happen to be driving through? Um, can I, I think, just deposit it at different locations? Uh, the answer to that is yes, of oh, course. Good. Why not? Absolutely. Yeah, but you know, so, I'm just saying. I'm just asking for a friend. Right. Right. So this is actually a big, big event for people looking to scavenge. Uh, scavenge. Interesting or cool items for free. Think of it as a garage sale, but everything is free. So what happens is people drive around Crystal picking up stuff like home furniture, lawn furniture, tools, pictures, frames, anything they think they might need or they could use. And it just so happens, I know some people uh, that make this an annual event and a party. Um, and that's where my friend Mimi figures in. We've actually got her on the phone because she found something really cool. Hi, Mimi. Hello. So you did this last Saturday, and what, there were about six of you? Is that how many? Two cars, three cars? Um, no, there's just a couple cars. It was me and my two sisters and my son, so four oh. of us. Okay. Ooh. And one Oh, of... no, no, I'm sorry. My nephew and his girlfriend were there also. So, yeah, six of us strolling around. That's uh, that's quite a party, uh, fighting over items. Uh, and now, from I've heard this story off the air, and that's the reason I contacted you. Um, you found, one of the items you found was an old steel box that was mm-hmm. locked can you was it a homemade box or a store what, what kind of box was this no it was like a store-bought um lock box so had a lock on it which uh obviously didn't have the key it was locked and it seemed like it was empty but you know you got to find out don't you oh so how, yeah 
So um, <laughs> you just picked this up, you threw it in the car, you got back to wherever you were staying. How did you get into this box? Because you did make your way into the box. Right. We tried various methods to try to pick the lock yeah. um, and weren't able to. And finally, I was able to pop the, the front of the lock off and get to the internal mechanism and uh, and get it open. What did you find? Was it well, a human head? Were... <laughs> What's yeah. in the box? What's in the box? It's a hand. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, there were uh, several manila envelopes in there. And um, so there was, like, paperwork from the 1950s, like oh, insurance papers, cool. um, original plat maps of that home in the area, wow. and then there were family photos. Oh. Um, and one photo in particular of a football player from the 1950s, and it was autographed. And oh. <laughs> you don't remember the name. I don't remember the name. I'd never heard of him, and I still don't remember his name. So the person that told me the story, um, you know, uh, she has she's a really good talker, uh, and she'll do a lot of talking. And um, a, a lot of times, I, I'm not the best listener. And when she got to that picture part, I, I kind of perked up and started. And she goes, oh. "Oh, my brother knows. My brother knows." And so she sent a, a text to him. And as it turns out, it's a photo of Bronco Nagurski. No. John, and he's posing, and at first she didn't know the name while she's uh, texting her brother. Um, she said all he's doing, he's standing in shorts. It's like yep. a five-by-seven uh, photo. Hey, now. Stand, yeah, all he's got on Don is shorts, and he is buff, let I'm me tell you. I'm looking at him right now on the internets. Right. On Joe's computer. And he's got his hands on his... <laughs> He's got his hands on his hips, and that's yep. it. And it's autographed. Autographed by Bronco, huh? So wow. I, I looked this up. Hold on. Here's the picture. I'm going to hold it up to the camera so you can see it, John. This is it. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yep. And as it turns out, that was a wrestling photo because at the same time that um, Bronco was playing for, I believe, the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. And the reason we care about this is Bronco's from Minnesota. Yes. Uh, International Falls, if I remember right. And uh, so this was a promo picture for his wrestling career, and he wrestled, he grappled, professional wrestler, grappled. at the same time that he played football. Wow. And Ooh, so, I'm tired. <laughs> and so I'm going crazy. I'm thinking, oh, my God, Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. What are we going to yeah. do with it? And um, and as it turns out, um, Mimi, uh, you made a decision, and you knew exactly right away what you were going to do with this and the contents of that box. What did you do, Mimi? Well, immediately my sister said, we can't keep this. And we all agreed. And so it was just a matter of figuring out which house we had picked it up from. Okay, so they put it out to trash. Junk. Okay. Right. It's okay. trashed on. Uh-huh. Right, but clearly it seemed like it was empty. I don't think they knew what that it had anything in it. And so it's like clearly they had no idea. It's got family photos, old papers. It seems like they wouldn't have thrown this out if they had known what was in it. And we couldn't in good conscience keep it. There wasn't even an argument. We were all in agreement. Wow. Like, yeah, we got to take it back. There were well, four of you? Six of them. Six? Yeah. yeah they all yep. agreed. 
Uh, if I would have been there, there would have been a big, big fight. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you could argue that they put it out to trash, but I really think that they were unaware there was anything in the box. What about just taking the photo of Bronco Nagurski out, since they don't know there's anything in there, leaving their family photos and go, listen, these are good, do-, you know, and then they're like, oh, thank you so much, you're a hero, and you're making some cash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we actually told them when right. we returned it, we told them there's a picture in there that could be worth a lot of money and you should look it up. What is wrong with you, Mimi? <laughs> oh my gosh, he's number three in the uh, ranking yeah. of the 100 best Bears players ever. Yeah. He's number three. Wow. He was an original wow, member who knew? of both, uh, both Hall of Fames, college and pro football. The first years they had Hall of Fame members, he was a member of both, inaugural member, I guess you'd call it. Now, Mimi, didn't your brother inform you that Bronco's rookie card went for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars? Didn't you have that knowledge at the time? Yes. And still... which is why we told the people, you should look this guy up because this picture's probably (laughs) worth a lot of money. And you told him this one right here. This picture of this guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, and, And you feel no remorse over this, Mimi? No, Why not would at she? all. Yeah, the person, She's doing you know? the good thing. We should feel remorse that we're terrible people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the person that told me the story also yelled at me. She had a couple of uh, mean words to say for me because I, I would have done the opposite. Or if if anything, I would have done, uh, done what Dawn did, well, return the box, the insurance papers, and keep the photo. Well, I'd, I'd have just right. said, I don't, I don't remember where that house is, so I, we can't give it back. I just don't recall. <laughs> so yeah. just what, we're going to cut you loose, Mimi, but just one, what if, you had purchased this box like at a garage sale or say you were at goodwill um and you actually paid i don't know five ten bucks for it or um have you ever seen these auction uh, auctions for storage spaces storage wars yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what if the scenario was a little different would you have done the same thing uh i don't know i might have thought about it a little longer yeah you come yeah. from a you come from a, a notorious honest family. Um, um, I know your family, and I, I can't find a lot of faults with uh, any of you, except you all enjoy talking. You're very uh, you're, you you excel at talking. True. You never know. A all couple right. of broads you meet at the bar, you know, they could be really good gals. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. I think you probably uh, you have a clear conscience and everything is fine and, and you don't have any regrets. Uh, I will tell you, um, Mimi, that I did look up some of his oh, autograph. Yes. Oh, okay. Some of his autograph stuff. It goes from anywhere from a hundred dollars up to five hundred dollars just for random signed photos. Um, so okay. you're not out thousands and thousands, but you know the, you you could have you could have made three four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You still okay? Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, what does it profit? Well, a what's man your price? Gain the world and lose his soul. Oh, right you there. Walk away with See, your there you go. Right there. Um, but God wants me to have money. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, me. Don't let her go yet. I have another. Qu- I have more questions. So, what is your price? Like, if we told you that it was. Oh yeah. I like to play what's your price game. So, yeah. what if right. it was fifty thousand dollars? You know, if you're prostituting yourself, if you're willing to do it for yes. fifty thousand, you'd be willing to do it for five, and and I am unwilling. Uh, <laughs> Thanks go. for calling me a prostitute. It's, the big, it's my best part of my day. 
I like Mimi. <laughs> I do too. I like her. Now, Dawn, now you can't say that you're all bad because didn't you buy? I remember last Christmas you bought or came across something really rare, like a gaming system. And you ended up selling it and donating the money to charity. Oh, that was a PS5, yeah. 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 So I did get my hands on one of those. So you do have an honest streak in you. I I do. I'm just pretending to be bad right now because it's more interesting for the listener. Thanks for blowing my cover, Kenny. So, uh, well, let's go back. Uh, We've discussed this topic a lot on GL, uh, found money. Um, and I think the rule on GL is if you find money and you know whose it is, you turn it in. Absolutely, or, yeah. Or if it's in a wallet, yes, you return the entire wallet and the contents. So mm-hmm. taking the money out and then putting the wallet and all of that in the mail and sending it back, that, according to the guys on GL, is a no-no. That's true. That's a completely different story, right, Mimi? Right. Because you're stealing. I mean, you know who it belongs to. They didn't put it out to trash. They lost it. And you should give it back with all the money, and you should not expect a reward. What if you haven't had anything to eat in two days? Oh, God. What, what, if, you're really, what if you really need to buy a couple of cases of beer? Oh, no. How well do you know this guy, Mimi? Pretty well. Uh So this doesn't surprise you. Okay. Not at all. On on GL, we have stories often. You see them all the time, Don, I'm sure, online, too, Uh where people find something, uh, five grand or whatever, and it's just lying on the sidewalk. They don't know whose it is, and they take it to the police station. (gasps) Kenny is apoplectic. When it makes me so stories. angry. Oh. oh, he gets so he says, "Just keep it, just keep it." Why is he giving it back? Yeah, oh, I, Mimi, I got to be honest. I wouldn't have given this box back. I would have kept all of it. Uh, and who cares about insurance papers from the fifties? Well, there was also family photos and yeah. stuff like that. It just seemed like. Why did the they throw it out? I mean, did you say, are you dumb? Like, did you say that to them? <laughs> Why would you go, well, we can't get it open. I guess we'll just put it out. Yeah, and what was their yeah, reaction? Yeah, kind of baffling. If yeah. you, it seems to me if you're going to throw away a lockbox, you would you would bust it open first. But For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what, boy. What did they say when you brought it back? Well, you know, not a whole lot. They were They were kind of stunned, I think, and... You know, didn't quite know how to respond. I was like, uh, thank you. Did <laughs> you know. they, in your presence, did they look at the picture of Bronco? Um, no. It's, what happened was we weren't exactly sure which house, so we went up to the door and we said, you know, did you put this box out? And they confirmed the last name on the insurance papers. Okay, that's good. And said, and, and then, um, and then we told them about the box and they were like, Oh, thank you. And it was a, a pretty short conversation. Okay. So, wow. Well, on second thought, just go back and grab the box. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I feel like if you give something, if you do something like that, like if you give back a wallet, you really shouldn't expect a reward for doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Because people get all mad, like, they didn't even give me. Ten dollars. I there were, mm-hmm. you know, five hundred dollars in there, and it's like, well, you know what? You, it's the right thing to do. So don't expect me to congratulate you for doing your job. You know, one of those kind of things. Uh, I, right. I I disagree with everything you just said. Of course he does. <laughs> this guy. Uh, so I actually contacted Roycey about this, 
And he, uh, Patrick Royce, a sports writer here in the Twin Cities, he's like, uh, what is he, like 90 years old now? Oh, <laughs> He's really old. He never actually met Bronco, but he's got a lot of good stories about him. Uh, evidently, he retired to International Falls, bought a gas station, uh, and uh, it, it was uh, hard-pressed to get Bronco off the chair. Evidently, he just basically sat in a chair in the front and pumped a little gas and washed some windshields, and that was about it. But quite the local character up in International Falls until his death. Yeah. I wish he would have done something like, hey, if you can wrestle me and pin me, you get your gas for free or something. (laughs) And an interesting side note, you probably don't recognize the name, Don, but he was one of Vern Gagne's tag team partners. Vern Gagne went on to start and run... Uh, AWA. Um, so that's pretty interesting. So he wrestled, grappled into the 60s. Wow. Gosh, yeah. because these photos I see where he's young and it's a similar photo of the one that they found, that's like 1932 or something. Is that yeah, yeah. around uh, the time? I think it's 33, but 33. yeah, you're right. Okay. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. And, and when they played football, of course, these guys didn't make any money at all. Uh, and he played both directions, both defense and offense. It was very common back then. Very common. Wow. And leather helmets. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, one of the great stories, and not to turn this into a sports show, but uh, there was a fellow in 1960 named Chuck Bednarik who won the MVP, played both sides, offense and defense, to show you how different money was in those days. This is not only, what, 50-some years ago? Yeah. 1960. He, went, he got a job. During the off season, MVP of the league driving truck because he didn't make enough money playing wow. football. Wow, wow. <laughs> kind of like radio is these days. Yeah, yeah sort of. Yeah. Well, uh, Mimi, I'm glad you have a, a clear conscience. So we'll cut you loose. Mm-hmm. All righty. Right. Thank She'll you never very listen much. Again, just like these people. <laughs> so, have, isn't it's it's so ironic that while I was being told this story. I was watching Antiques Roadshow. Oh, of course you were. That's why you were so greedy. Yeah. And who doesn't dream of getting on Antiques Roadshow? I love that show. Yeah, especially when you, like uh, Mimi, you you found it free in a box. You bring it there. You have no idea who the guy is, what its value is. is, And she could have walked out of Antiques Roadshow with, um, you know, an estimate of three to four hundred dollars. Yep. That's, and, yeah, that's. I wonder if she would even be featured. I, I think she would because, you know, it's such an interesting story. And um, because there's so many people that show up, they just, you know, had to actually get on TV is almost impossible. Have you ever, um, do you own anything that could find its way onto <laughs> Antiques Roadshow? I don't think so. I do have some old creepy dolls that I Ooh. buy because they're, they look haunted. They have a lot of dolls on that show. Yeah, uh, one of them's from the Civil War. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow really? Yeah, we call her Hay Girl Hay because she has hay. That's <laughs> She's stuffed with hay. <laughs> so we call her Hay Girl Hay. Um, but, um, yeah, I really got on an obsession for a while, for about three or four months last summer. And now I have a bookshelf that has about 30 dolls on top of it. Uh, that's pretty creepy. Well, you bring some of them to your um, uh, investigations. Yeah, yeah, I did bring one. Oh no, there's another one I bring to everything. He goes on trips and everything. Uh, John, do you have anything? 
I I do have my the first guitar I ever owned, which is a Harmony, which suddenly are worth a lot of money. Uh, mm. they're, they're they're fairly cheaply made. You could buy them in Sears, you know, for sixty nine bucks. Yeah. Uh, and I still have my original one, uh, which I've never had priced. I'm guessing I could. Pre- I mean, it's nothing outrageous. Maybe five six hundred dollars. Uh, you could get for it. So that would be the thing I'd have to take. I think if I went. Uh, yeah. Other than that, all my stuff is too new. It sounds like they'd show you the door right away. I think, yeah, they'd say, see a fella. <laughs> I always wish I had something, you know? Because yeah. you watch it, and that's what you want. You're like, God, why but, can't I buy something for $5 at a garage sale and the, have it be, you know, worth 20000 There's professionals at this that actually will go to a Goodwill store, a different Goodwill store every day and yeah. shop for these very items. Sure. And they walk around with all this knowledge in their head, uh, and then they turn around. And, and it, from what I understand, it's quite competitive. Um, and, well, and you brought up storage wars. Do you watch storage wars? I mean, it's the same thing. No, all... but uh, I've seen one episode, and the reason I know so much about it is the roommate used to run a storage facility in the Twin Cities ah. when we lived there. And yeah. when she first started, the auctions were all in person. And she got to know all the characters that show up at these. And the rules are they open the door. You can look in there, but you yep. can't go in. Yeah, that's really fun. And the stuff that you can't see is usually the stuff worth value, yeah, the stuff that, tucked way in back. I'm not going to lie. That show fascinates me, The Storage Wars. And I'm not a big reality show guy. Don't like many. But that one is fascinating, number one, because they had just great characters when the show first started. Right. Uh and the fact that you eventually see what was back there, like you said, you have all these storage areas, and you have no idea. There's an old garbage bag in back, and suddenly somebody pulls out a thousand-dollar lamp. You know, yeah. That kind of thing. But don't you want to see where they live and what their place looks like? Because isn't it? A, because one of the rules with those storage places is you have to show up and be ready to move this crap out today. They need this well, storage space empty right now. They do. If you've you've never seen it, you said, but they these places these guys and women all own stores, and they yeah. bring their trucks mm-hmm. with yeah. them ready to when they go to the auction. So yeah. if they buy two storage uh, bins, boom, they got guys there loading up their trucks, take everything away, take it to their store. Yeah. You know, I don't, I absolutely hate romantic comedies and I yeah. don't cry at them. I don't get all <laughs> like, oh, I did at one a couple of weeks ago, but it was about a different topic, not the romance of it. But I've cried more times at Antiques Roadshow than anything else. <laughs> they just had an episode on. Because people get so excited. Yeah. yeah. They just had an episode where I think every person they featured cried. <gasps> did you tear up? Me? Yeah. Hell no. Oh, come on, man. What makes you cry, Kenny? Um, (laughs) Kenny took another cig of his, or a smoke of his cigarette. Yeah, he just squints at the TV. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. (laughs) 
No, but I, I do feel genuine happiness for these people okay, that, good. that show up but not having any idea what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, and then they walk yeah. away and, and you find out, okay, it was worth $750,000 then. Now, 10 years later, it's yeah. worth $2.3 million. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that's one of the, my the favorite things about Antiques Roadshow is me yelling at the TV, sell, sell, right now. Exa- sell exactly. It. <laughs> yeah. As soon as they give that amount, I always look at my wife and I go, huh? sold. <laughs> no kidding. What, what about the poor bastards that come in and it's something that's been in their family since the Civil War? <laughs> No, 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 and they've and been it's told signed, that it's, and uh, it was a gift yeah. from Abraham Lincoln, yeah. and here's the letter of authenticity and all that, and it's worth eighty million dollars, <laughs> and they can't sell it because it's in their family. Yeah. You poor oh, bastards. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you, I always you're, think you the poor opposite. bastards because you think that they're stupid. Uh, yeah. Okay. I I I'm do. sorry, Ross. What were no, you saying? No, I always think the opposite, and you see this on. Uh, I guess pawn stars too, where people yeah. think they have something that's worth a lot of money, that's and they're, what I thought, yeah, thought you were they're going. told, "Nope, it's not. Yeah. It's not worth nothing." You know, the who part of the uh, the old the old people on antiques roadshows when something is worth seven hundred fifty grand, and their only reaction instead of crying or screaming is, "Oh." Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's all, another that's one. They go. Oh, huh. those oh. people. I always oh. assume. Oh, he's oh. a millionaire already. Exactly. Yeah. So he's this does, can only be yeah. that. Yeah. So now he's thinking. Oh, do I have to declare this? Unta- well, how much is this going to cost me? Now I have to buy a vault. You know who wrecked the prices for everything? Who are those two idiots? It's a show on a History Channel. The Drive around in the van. Yeah. Oh, pickers, from, uh, American yeah. pickers. Amer- oh, those guys are shady. I don't like that guy. They drove up the Don't price of everything. Yeah, I, I long for the day that they come rolling down my driveway so I can meet them with a shotgun. God, I hate those two. Seriously. Yeah, I, I like Don like says, shady. They way undercut. Uh, and they're like, price. how about $500 for that old car you've got under a sheet? Yeah. And, and then like, they okay, well. Turn around and sell it for ten grand. Yeah. And they drove up the price of anything. You can't buy an anvil anymore. Um, anvils, you used to be able to buy them for a buck a pound. So you buy a $300 anvil, costs you $300. Right now, they're like 4 or $5 a pound. You want a 300-pound anvil, you be ready to spend almost two grand. It's wow. insane. You're the only guy I know who's like, you know what the price of an anvil is? Yeah. Only person I know. It's obscene, And I dog. don't know that. Why? Why is it so? I blame guys like this. Same with metal signs. So what is, what is an anvil made of? Sorry, I sound really stupid right now. Uh, it's just one big heavy block of steel. Steel, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just and it's really super heavy, and you mold other hot steel on it. You I know. was thinking this when I was picking up a cast iron skillet this weekend, going, "Why is this so heavy?" Okay, okay, you just hit on a nerve. Okay, oh. now I'm pissed. Why? Oh, wow. I go to these steam threshing shows in the summer. Once sum- again, only guy sum- I know that says that. Go to threshing shows. <laughs> Actually, I do know another guy. <laughs> A lot of them have swap meets, okay? Yes, which is outside. Right. Thank and you. So I went to one in Dalton last year, um, and I got there. and started on a Friday, and I got there right away Friday morning. And I'm walking around. And everywhere I see guys selling these skillets, these cast iron pans, sure. and a lot of them are rusty and crappy. And and um, I was on what was I buying that day? Oh, I was looking for ice tongs to pick up blocks of, blocks of ice. 
So I had four or five of these that I purchased. But every house on the prairie. Right, right. (laughs) But I see all these cast iron pans, and I think, okay, I'm going to run these tongs out to my truck. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to buy a few cast iron pans because we have a couple. My son loves them. I get back in there. They're all gone. Wow. But there is a there's one guy that shows up every year with a huge huge display of refurbished cast iron so it's him. pants. He goes around right away in the morning at these swap meets that he's at, buys up all the rusty cruddy. Um, they all need refurbishing. Brings them back, throws them on the ground, and then starts selling his refurbished stuff for three times the price. Yeah. Huh. Well, so I buy I buy like a griddle and one smaller item from him, and then I ask him about a couple of these rusty ones. I said, uh, you know, can I? What about one of these? Oh no, no, those need to be tested, and uh, I haven't gotten around to cleaning those yet. And uh, why does he have ref- them out then? Refurbished and blah 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 blah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I had stood there for ten minutes while he's jawboning with some innocence oh. about what a great job he does. I could have picked <laughs> these things up. I could have picked them up and walked away. He never would have known. So he probably got those from someone else, and he's going to take them home. And they're not yeah, on. No, they're not for sale. No, not until he. Re- refurbishes them and charges three times the price. Talking about how great he is. I know exactly the people because I love going to swap meets. I have this, the reason why I was like, thank you when you said uh, outside. A flea market to me is inside only right. and a swap meet is outside, outside. on the grass. You pull yeah. up your car, right? Yep. Okay, yep. well, my boyfriend says that that's a, also a flea market out there. Oh, Really? Oh, I'm glad I'm hearing two Minnesotans say that it's a swap meet. Yeah. Um, I win. F- flea market to me is little tiny little items. It's um, inside. Yeah, and they do it inside. And a lot of the people, they kind of have a bluish tinge to their skin um, <laughs> and might have yeah. one or two teeth in their head mm-hmm. as opposed to a full set. Yeah, uh, and they're probably sipping on homemade bathtub whiskey at the same time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Just the people that work there or own the whole place? No, the the people in the flea market because yeah. that's how they make their living traveling from flea market to flea market. Yeah. The swap meet are good old good old boys. Yes, blue collar. Um, they got a whole lot of ass laying around mm-hmm. the place. They're yeah. gonna load it up in their barely working trailer, haul it out to Dalton, see if they can get rid of some of this ass. Right. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. I did get something from a swap meet once that I, oh my gosh, I should, I had plans to like mail it to the family. So I get this, this album and it's this trip that this little girl took when oh. she was a child with her family yeah. and it has every, it's a trip to Alaska her dad worked in the oil industry, so they got to go on, on this Alaskan tour, and they stopped at all of these little towns, special places that people wouldn't get to go, these hotels. I mean, this is the 1950s. She has every coaster, every little napkin. She really? has pictures of her when they go up above the Arctic Circle, like way up there yeah. she, with uh, with Native American I don't even know the right term, then I don't want to say the word that is probably bad right now. Um, yeah, Inuit? I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, Inuit. That's yeah, correct? Yeah, no, okay. no, that's not bad. That's okay, thank the, you. Yeah. Sorry. That's just, the, yeah. Okay, so she has pictures with little Inuit girls that she made friends with. 
it's a, it's like so complete. It has menus from the airline. It, it's just like wow. such a beautiful booklet of a memory from this girl's childhood. How the hell did this end up at a swap meet? In Missouri. Right. So I what? bought it thinking, I got to find out. And like it has his name, her father's name on it and everything. So I start Googling and searching. And what I find is that this woman who... When she was a little girl, she grew up, she had a family. The only article I could find was from California, and it is a very unique, she had a very unique last name, so it was easy to find her family. Right. She ended up being, um, the article was about a fire that started at a campground that she was living at because she was homeless. Oh, no. Apparently, she had gotten on drugs in her life and always been in and out of like homeless shelters. And she was camping out and her kids would come to see her at the camp. But she just had such drug problems that they couldn't let her in the home anymore because she would steal from them and things like that. Wow. Yeah. So this woman actually started the fire, but she died in this fire. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry that I'm talking about this. This, this to is me is commonplace. I'm like, yeah, you know, story. sorry. But no, but it's interesting because, um, you know, this was probably in a storage unit. Yeah. And yeah. like her family was like, well, right. You know, and so they probably didn't know what was in there. And it's... I thought I've got to give this back to them. Even though in the article, it was like they had an on and off like just the relationship wasn't great with their mom, but they were just so sad about the fact that she had passed and that it caused this huge fire. And so... So this was this woman's had to have been in a storage unit. Yeah, that's how a lot of that stuff ends up. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and like I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a tragic story. And this at least like, wouldn't you want something that your mother... Absolutely. Why haven't yeah. I done it yet? You haven't? I haven't. I I still have it because I'm lazy. Oh, John, I thought I was the horrible person on this podcast. That's way worse. It's still going to be given to them. But I just was moving at the time. And why? What? Yeah, what I agree. Say? No, I think is Ross going to be given to them. It yeah. will be given to them. Listen, I was moving to Minnesota at the time. I got this job, and within two weeks, I had to get out of my lease and buy a new apart or buy a, you know, come up here and rent a home. And there was so much going on that it was, I unpacked it when I got here. And then my life has been chaos ever since. And you're, uh, you're on. And now well, it's in my storage unit. Yeah. You're well on your way to living in a tent <laughs> if, in a campground. Yeah, what if the karma comes back because I have this item and then I'm going to live in a campground uh, that I made myself. It's not a real campground. I'm going to be very Jack McCoy-esque from Law & Order here. Oh, God. And how long have you lived in Minneapolis, yeah, St. Paul, Don I, I McClain? Ask, yeah. You guys, I please, I'm sharing this story because you need to focus on the fact that this is a thing that I'm going to do. We, Don't we focus, focus on how bad of a person I'm I am. going to do it. I, <laughs> I will. What if this is what the ghost that's been following you around Maybe has been her. attached to? Oh, Maybe it's her. Yeah. Listen. To resolve everything that's wrong in your life, all you have to do is get this back into their hands. I know. I know. Oh, uh, you guys all do it. <laughs> I promise. I looked through every bit of it, though. I was like, wow, this is so cool. This could be in a mu- museum. 
Yeah. What if they say, we don't want it, we hated her? Oh, they can't. Well, they could. How, they how might. How long has she been gone? How long has she been gone? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, but it's been a while. Yeah. You know, time heals. You think? I, I, I mean, it has their this. aunt in it, too, because it was her and her sister and their yeah, grandparents. No, yeah. no. This needs to get back in okay, their Okay, I'll do it. But first, I'll bring it into the podcast and read you things about it. <laughs> maybe. Just oh, see. I'd have to get into my storage unit. I'm way too lazy for that. Maybe. Uh, I wonder if you could bring it to Antiques Roadshow first and see if it's <laughs> worth anything. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe you could sell it back to them. Oh, no. And then I'd be like, I have to give the money to the fire victims. <laughs> wow. That, I think that's one of the most uh, grim stories I have ever heard in my was, life. Uh, it was a little dark. A little I'm dark. So sorry. I'm sorry. Sometimes I don't realize how dark I am. <laughs> I mean, my handle is Dawn at Dark. Come on. (laughs) I will give it back, though. I have every intention of mailing it back. And I think that sometimes when you... I've heard... (laughs) I've heard that when you talk about doing something, you should never talk about your goals out loud because your brain checks them off as done. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Like, you're like, I'm going to write a book. Stop saying that. Just don't tell anyone and do it secretly. I'm really curious. Ross about... is looking at me like I'm a bad person right now. Well, I just you want to are. say that. You are. We're just discovering this about oh you. Oh, my I th- God. I thought you were pretty cool. I thought that I just, you know, you're waiting on it. This is what I thought legitimately. I thought, okay, for some reason in this person's life, it wasn't the right time for them to accept this. And so that's why I haven't done it yet. It will come to them at the right time. Yeah. What uh, if the right time was four years ago and you forgot to pop it in the mail to him? Yeah, oh, no. the, the time has come and gone. <laughs> um, but her mother, the, the, I, I'm pretty sure like it was late 90s. I'm also the article. F- very concerned about you and this storage space. I hate having a storage unit. I, you, you I never know, thought I would have one in my life. You know who it. has long-term storage units? Suckers. Well, what am I going to do with all this stuff? I moved in with my boyfriend. Look, it's obvious you don't need it. It's in storage. I got to take it to Crystal, all that stuff. Yeah, bring it to Crystal. (laughs) Drop it off. Go find a dumpster. You've got to get rid of this. Here's the problem. You're being played as a fool. I know. Listen, I thought I was going to move into a home, and I was just moving in with him temporarily. But then the housing market, the pandemic happened, and everything went to crap. Yeah. And it was like, oh my gosh, like the place we live in now, it's valued at like 75,000 more than what he bought it for. I know people... And I can't buy a house. I can't afford it by myself right now. I know people like you that end up living in their storage spaces. Living in it? Like, where do they go to the bathroom? A bucket? Right. And Jeez, it's it's illegal. Worse. There's well, right, no of course it is. You're not allowed to live in these storage places. So what they do is they get up early in the morning before the personnel show up. They leave for the day, go hang out in a park or beg on the street or uh what's it called when you play your guitar? A uh, busk? Busking. Yeah, yeah, they go down yeah. to Hennepin and busk all day. Uh they collect their, you know, four or five dollars and change. They go to the liquor store, then liquor they sneak store. sneak right back to the storage place and they spend the night in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I see you well on you, your way you to that. You think that that's what's going to happen to me? Uh, I think you're halfway there. 
My mom will take me in again, won't she? <laughs> Mommy, they're being so mean to me right now. <laughs> oh, this, no. turned, this has kind of turned into a, I don't know, a, a psychoanalyzed dawn. I was really excited about doing this podcast because of the possibility of going to Crystal and finding more junk to put in my storage unit. I've got to tell you, that used to be so much fun living in uh, Minneapolis, South Minneapolis. You can throw away anything in Minneapolis, seriously. Yeah. You can haul a freezer out there, a TV, it doesn't matter. And when I lived there, and before we, we call them alley rats, um, before the alley rats made a big um, surge, if I needed anything like a new TV or some lawn furniture, i just go drive around for 15 minutes, find what I need, toss it in the truck. and. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot of scrap lumber. Mm -hmm. Nobody saves any scrap lumber. But then what happened is times got tough, and we ended up having, and I, I know alley rat, that's not a nice thing to call them, but they drive around in these. I have no morals, go on. Yeah, battered <laughs> trucks and battered cars, and they pick up this stuff, and they do, they either sell it or recycle it or do something with it, and that's how they make their living. And so then after that, you couldn't find anything cool in the alley. I, uh, oh, yeah. I have a sister-in-law, and I probably shouldn't tell this, but she's not going to listen to this anyway. Is she worse uh, than me? Please talk about it. Well, yeah, much. She, uh, <laughs> It's my, my oldest brother. Great. And uh, she, she would go places and always buy these things that they didn't need uh, to, you know, swap meets, et cetera. Uh -huh. Eventually, my brother had to rent the back of a semi so they oh. could store stuff oh and and she would call them she would say you know we'd we'd laugh and say why do you have all that junk and of course to her she'd say no no that's not junk those are all treasures well eventually you're a hoarder event yeah eventually uh she was talked into perhaps getting rid of everything in the truck and she did uh, they took care of it and they got rid of the truck also uh, he didn't have to rent it anymore so uh, it became a running joke in my house anything you pick up maybe on the side of the road or wherever is a treasure was she um did she have a story for every and a plan for every single item oh yes yeah oh definitely mm -hmm. someplace she would have, and she had no I mean, they have a house that's already full you know they yeah. didn't need anything else but uh, there'd, there'd be chairs and tables yeah. and knickknacks yeah. and, 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 and a value placed on virtually everything. Well, this thing's worth 10 bucks. I could easily get 10 bucks for this. Well, yeah. she, no, she always looked at it as treasure. She never said, I'm going to sell this or whatever. Although eventually that's what happened, I believe. So uh, That's what they, happens with those guys in American Pickers, John. They show up at a place and it's all semi-trailers and old shacks and they're just yeah. filled to the roof with garbage. Yeah. It was, uh, it, 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 it was a running joke and still is, but at least now she does not have all of her. Treasures. So she didn't start hoarding again? Uh, no. Uh, oh, she, wow. Not at all. I'm so the opposite that um, my trash gets inspected regularly by the uh, roommate because I've been known to throw out some stuff with real value <laughs> or sentimental value. One time I threw something out, and uh, there it was laying on the counter three days later, and she goes, you know your grandma made that and gave it to you, right? And I'm like, whoops, no, oh, I, I had no idea. I was sick of looking at it, so I threw oh it away. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, Graham. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, well, this has been fun. Uh, I think we're sending Dawn home down in the dumps. <laughs> yeah, though. I know. I, I, I know. feel kind of bad, yeah. <laughs> I well, don't. Mail it back. <gasps> See, he's 
He doesn't like me anymore. You guys, I've ruined Ross. I never thought anybody could say that. but yeah, You're right. That's the meanest I've ever seen you, Ross. No kidding. Uh, yeah. Before we go, before we say goodbye, I want to say a big hearty hello and welcome back from the Krabby Coffee Shop to our pals, uh, the newest Minnesota car club, the Mid-Minnesota Motorheads. We talked about them last summer. Uh, they celebrate all kinds of vehicles, but hot rods uh, are the deal. Uh, and what they do here is they raise funds to support the Eagles Healing Nest in Sauk Center, the Eagles Healing Nest. They help veterans, service members, and their families who suffer from uh, what we call invisible wounds of war. And uh, Mid-Minnesota Motorheads are having three really cool events this summer to support the Eagles Healing Nest. The first one's coming up May 7th, Saturday, uh, calling it the Spring Fling. It's at Rhodes Midway Bar and Grill in Long Prairie. Uh, or sometimes we call that, since I have relatives there, uh, I call it Wrong par- Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just for my relatives' benefit. Oh, no. uh, but it's at Rhodes uh, Midway Bar and Grill on uh, Saturday, May 7th, noon to 3. Plenty of fun, door prizes and gift certificates. And they're having another one August 13 uh, in Gray Eagle and another one in September. So it's going to be a lot of fun. The Mid-Minnesota Motorheads are on Facebook. And they also have a website. You can go to eagleshealingnest.org. That's eagleshealingnest.org. And thank you uh, f- to them for joining us once again on the Krabby Coffee Shop. So um, what do you think? Have we done our part to put Dawn in her place? <laughs> oh, my God. Like I needed to be put in my place? I hope not. Wow. Well, uh, you're doing some a family you've never met wrong. Uh, you're, We're bringing you're waste- this up again? You're, you're I was waste- telling a story about this. this uh- <laughs> you're wasting money on a storage uh, facility. <laughs> what am I supposed uh, you're gonna, to do with all this stuff? You're going to end up living in the storage facility. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're willing to make money off of the found Bronco Nagurski side or picture. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think we're all in the same camp there. <laughs> oh, yeah. John says yes, too. Good. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcast.